You are listening to the Claycomo Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Today is Sunday, March the 6th, 2022. Pastor Scott Gordon continues his study on prayerfulness with healthy habits, praying in harmony, to be a unified church. This is a shorter than usual sermon. Uh, there's a long pause that was removed for uh, people who are in the church um, doing corporate prayer. And now we send it over to Pastor Scott. You'd open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. We continue our emphasis praying in harmony. We're going to continue our emphasis of praying together during our worship service here. And the emphasis this week, and I hope we've had that opportunity this last week to continue praying about those aspects of what it means to be a holy church that we looked at last week in Romans chapter 12. We looked this week at Ephesians chapter 2, and our prayer emphasis for us as a church is being focused on praying to be a church united. And when I hear the word united, it, it kind of reminds me of some of my favorite uniteds um, of the probably three of us in here who care anything about English Premier League uh, football or soccer, uh, as it might be. Uh, I, I stand as the only one who is a fan of the best team of all of those, which is Manchester United. Okay. I've got Will looking at me. I've got Jamie looking at me like, you poor soul. Um, you are so misled. But anyway, that, that, that's my, my favorite English soccer team. But, you know, we think of United, obviously. I think all of us here, the, the, the most cherished United we have is the United States of America. The privilege that we have of living in a country with the freedoms that we have cherished and prized in a way that we as Christians then also advocate for as we sung uh, about justice, uh, about caring for our neighbors, uh, uh, about having that opportunity. And we are thankful for those privileges and responsibilities we have as citizens of this great nation. But above all, as good as those Uniteds are, the best United we have is the United Life together, as we sung about as well. That whole song I could just take and break into. Perfect. Uh, Our life together, united as the church. As a local church that is representative of the church of Jesus Christ of all time, of, of what we would consider Christian history, we have the privilege as a local church of embodying and letting our light shine to the world around us for the name of not just a united church, but for the glory of God's kingdom. And so what a privilege that is. And just by way of reminder, uh, just kind of getting some scriptural setting before we jump straight into Ephesians 2. Mark chapter 11 verse 17 says that Jesus was teaching them, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of thieves. We obviously want to emphasize that we as the church gathered are a house of prayer for all nations. 
And then Acts 2.42 reminds us of that beautiful picture of the early church in Jerusalem. After Peter is finished preaching, what did they devote themselves to? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And all of that is gathered together. It is that corporate life that we share. And the beautiful picture of the harmony and unity that God brings through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we find for ourselves in Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 11. Listen to these wonderful words of Scripture. So then, remember that at one time you were Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcised by those called the circumcised, which is done in the flesh by human hands. At that time, you were without Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh he made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. He did this so that he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross by which he put the hostility to death. He came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you who are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you're also being built together for God's dwelling in the spirit. That's a lot of ground. <laughs> To cover. But there's five beautiful aspects that describe for us a united church. That's the desire of my heart for us as Clay Cumwell Baptist Church that we would embody, that we would be known for these traits. By way of outlining how we're going to be praying together this morning, let me just kind of draw our attention to those. And then we will turn that corner to gather together into small groups. And then we'll begin going through that prayer time together. You'll hear that wonderful doorbell ring to help facilitate the transition through the first four of these aspects of a united church. Then as we conclude that time in prayer together, we'll come back together as the entire church and we'll pray for that fifth of these characteristics together. So what are these? First of all, in verse 13, we see that a united church is a thankful church. It says in verse 13, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. It is thankfulness for the goodness of God, the blessing of of our life, salvation first and foremost of all. Next in verse 14, a united church is a united church. It's brilliant, I understand, I understand. Verse 14 says, made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. 
Thirdly, we see that a united church is a diverse church. Verse 17 says, He came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. That embodied those two groups constantly referred to in Scripture as the Jew and the Gentile. The hostility that was there was torn down and brought together and yet there's a beauty seen in everyone who is brought. It is not a dissolving into just a kind of amorphous, undefined. It is a beautiful, like the harmony that I believe is important for us in our praying. It is a harmony of diverse cultures that come together in a unity that is a wonderful symphony to the glory of God. And then we see next that a united church is a cooperative church. In verse 19, fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. And there's so much beautiful picture that not only our cooperation together as a church for the goal that Christ has set before us, but the privilege we have in walking hand in hand, side by side, step by step with other believers and other churches for the good news and the sake of the glory of God. And then finally, a united church is a growing church. Verse 22, in him you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the Spirit. That being built together, continuing to pull together the parts of his church our Lord is doing as the head of the final area that we are going to focus on in our prayer time together today is that final aspect found in verse 22 of a growing church being built together. Being built together is growing both maturity in Christ as well as looking forward to God bringing others within our fellowship that we would be encouraged by more and more people as we serve the Lord together. So looking at the overhead, let's move to that slide to kind of focus our emphasis in praying that a united church is indeed a growing church. Now, God designed our church to grow together, rooted in Christ, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, maturing alongside each other. Did we do this already? We could do that again. I don't know. Oh, I think I messed up a slide previously. Oh, well, those things happen. <clears throat> you go, oh, no. As we do pray for each other, that we would seek and, and give and receive gospel encouragement. Now, we just, in our Sunday school time together in, in Lori's class, talked about serving in a humble way. Part of that is receiving encouragement, too. And the toughest nut to crack on receiving encouragement is the one who is most ready to give it for others. And I've met some of you. Because it's easy for some who are just geared towards service to say, let me help you, and you go to try to help them, and they're like, don't bother with trying to help me. And I appreciate that heart. I mean, don't get me wrong. But we all need that lift. We all need that encouragement. And that's what a growing church is about. It is that, that, that helping us to move forward, to help us be everything that God has created us to be in Christ, both individually 
and as a church together. And then this aspect of not only taking and encouraging one another, but then enabling us to have the courage to go beyond these walls, beyond this relationship as a family, to share the gospel with others. Join with me as we pray together as God leads us and continues to grow us in being a growing church. Father, we thank you for this day and this privilege to pray together. Lord, we thank you that in all aspects of a church united, what that looks like for you is, is absolutely as you have planned to bring everybody together in ways that would defy logic or what we would consider a possibility. And we bring ourselves to pray that you would grow us in our faithfulness, in righteousness and godliness, that we would live holy lives set apart for you, that we would be encouragers and be ready to receive the encouragement as we find ourselves in those times of need. Father, as we are proclaiming to you and together before each other, that that is the desire of our hearts. Help us to not only take that for ourselves, but be able to broadcast that to our friends, family, neighbors around us. That they would see the blessing of being a part of your family, being a part of your church, being a part of your kingdom work, Father. And that we would be able to receive the blessing of seeing you work in ways that we both look forward to and anticipate and the very unexpected blessings that go beyond what we are able to imagine ourselves is even possible for you to do in reconciliation, for you to do in, in ways of, of strengthening relationships and to cause us to grow into the people that we hope to be and too many times think that we can't. But Father, we know that nothing is impossible for you to work into each one of our lives and our life is your church. And so we entrust ourselves to you, Lord, and say thank you. We look forward to what you're going to be doing in each one of our lives and as a church. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As we conclude our time together in, in thinking through, you know, there's so many different needs that we could look at and, and think through and, and aspects of, man, what, what do we need to be praying for as a church, for us as a church, and then the next step beyond that. And we think, hey, we want to be a praying church. God's house will be called a house of prayer, that, that we need to be a holy church. We need to live according to God's word. We need to be a united church. We need to know that we're all in this all the time, all together. And then, oh, we need to be a growing church. Oh, oh wait, wait, we, we, we need to be a going church. We, we need to, and the, the opportunity is endless. That's not going to be endless for us every Sunday in here. But I hope this develops a habit for us whether it's in Wednesday night in our prayer meeting, whether it's as you're gathered in your Sunday school classes, whether it's you're talking on the phone with another brother or sister in Christ, part of this church and stuff, and the conversation turns to a need, and rather than just going, hey, and letting that go by the wayside, that it causes a stop and attention to say, can we pray about this right now? 
And to be able to have those impromptu prayer meetings as much as an intentional scheduled opportunity for us. And then maybe we're thinking, oh, we, we missed something. We, we missed an, an opportunity here. I want to end with this scripture. Seems that I keep being drawn back to the Sermon on the Mount. It's got to be good or something. The greatest sermon. One of my friends, uh, pastor up in Iowa, just said he preached the greatest sermon ever a couple of weeks ago. And he said, well, it wasn't my sermon. I just went to the Sermon on the Mount and preached it. And that's a, you got to say, you're in a safe category to say the greatest sermon ever when it's what Jesus preached. I mean, that's pretty good ground, to, pretty safe to go on. End of chapter 6. Chapter 6 begins with prayer. It talks about the aspects of prayer, talks about aspects of our lives, and he comes down to this concluding statement at the end of that section of the sermon. And beginning in verse 33, our Lord says to us as his people, as he did then, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, a holy church, united church, a growing church, a going church, a faithful church, you name it. All of these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Isn't that easier said than done sometimes? That's our Lord's word to us. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. One day at a time. May that be our heart's desire. Oh, that doesn't mean what could God be doing in the future and thinking about the possibilities. But let's not be lost in living in the moment, in the needs that are right next to us by the people that are sitting beside you, in front of you, behind you, and caring for one another. In him, you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the Spirit. You're listening to the Clay Cullen Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. For more information about Clay Cullen, please visit us online at www.claybapt.org.